Welcome back, folks, to Two Brits, One Puck. I'm your host, Mr. Intangibles, and a support boy, Dan Masters, with my good friend, a seller of musical equipment, and a man who's living the isolation life. Well, every human, Will, how you doing? Uh, very well, thank you, Dan. Very well. How are you? I'm not bad. We will try and keep the coronavirus stroke COVID-19 better than 18 chat down to a minimum. If it does uh, crop up, though, I apologise, but it might do. But we're going to try and stay away from it. Bit of a big oh. thing at the moment, kind of um, unavoidable in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's kind of unavoidable, but we'll, we'll try We'll try our best. That's our promise to you. And we did have a question of the week this week, which came from a, which came from a fan, which was from a John Johnston on Twitter, at a T but no E. If you could be stuck with one NHL player, current or retired, who would you pick? There was a lot of choices for this, and I'm going to shout out as well Rob McGregor, who had a good shot with Braden Holtby, which I thought was a, uh, a good choice. But I'll, uh, I'll hand over to you, Will. Who did you think? Who did you go I- with? I'd imagine this guy's been picked before, because to me it's a fairly obvious one for for my personal sensibilities. I'm going to go with Dougie Hamilton because no way. I I said straight away. I thought maybe Dougie Hamilton. You thought, did you really? There you go. There yeah, you honestly, God, honestly, and I put it on Twitter as well. It's out there for people to see. I did say Dougie Hamilton. Two uh, two peas in a podcast, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my my thinking is. He's by by all accounts he's an interesting guy, you know, he's into his museums, he's into his art, etc. etc. All the fucking terrible, terrible reasons why you wouldn't want Dougie Hamilton on your hockey team. So I'm sure he'd be interesting to speak to, or at least yeah, even if you're not talking about direct interests, he probably knows how to have a conversation. And the second thing is apparently he's a bit of a loner, so he's gonna fucking leave you alone for two weeks, which is just perfect. <laughs> Because you don't, you don't want to get stuck just, in an isolation situation. I'd imagine Johnny Gaudreau gets pretty annoying after like 45 minutes. You know what I mean? How about, yeah, someone like Marshand. Like someone who's always chirping, trying to play jokes and shit. Oh, mate. Yeah. You know, someone who just can't shut up. One of you, within, within a couple of weeks, one of you would be dead. Because you might, you might try and kill him because he's so annoying. Because he's, he's done the whole um, washing up bowl full of water on top of the half-open door every single day. <laughs> It's like Brad fucking just leave me alone. He's, he's constantly trying to stink palm you or something like that. He's, whatever he's going to do, it's going to be fucking nasty. If you've got Tom Wilson in there, he's literally going to try and murder you and eat your corpse after a day. It's just, <laughs> just asleep. You just wake up like you just stood over you watching you. All right, Tom, what's going on? What's Nothing. Up? Just enjoying watching you sleep. Can I, okay, can I help then. You with anything? Just measuring you. <laughs> you, could, yeah, you could say to Dougie, couldn't you? Like, Dougie, there's there's a library over there. That'll be it. You won't see him for two weeks. Done. Well, I reckon he I reckon he just he'd just be off anyway. He just goes to his side of the room. It's quite I don't know what the situation is with this uh, with this lockdown. Whether we're in a two bed flat or a studio, but yeah, he just he'd respect your privacy. You can just Unless... that, to me that might be scarier though. If like those people who can just sit in silence and <laughs> you just look at Dougie just staring out of a window doing nothing. Like, this dude's a fucking psychopath. He's not even doing anything. He's just sat there looking out a window at a tree. What's happening right now? What's going on in his brain? You could study him. You could you could try and work out what he's about. <laughs> Dougie Hamilton's like your lab rat. Day seven. Yeah, yeah you keep a, keep a diary on, on Dougie. Yeah, day seven, Dougie stared at the same leaf for three hours and then just said, huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I reckon, he, I reckon he'd be quality. Dougie started underlying his favourite lines in books. I'm not sure why. He, he's never going to come back to them, so I'm not sure why he's doing that. <laughs> he underlined the entire book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did think of a couple of others. I thought maybe 
I thought maybe PK might be interesting. Oh, I just no, think it'd reckon, be cool to kind of. I reckon he's got. No, go that. on. He's got that. that uh, <laughs> he's got that. That sort of Marshand problem. Not Marshand strictly, but I reckon he'd want to talk to you all the time, wouldn't he? No, but I thought it'd be interesting to see because he always seems to be upbeat. He's positive. He, you know, he's all about you know, you know, positive image and mental attitude and all that kind of thing. Oh, so you and I imagine after two, a depressed PK. <laughs> I, yeah, after sort of 10 days, I just want to say to him, PK, can I ask you a question? You do all these things, you give $10 million to a fucking hospital, and people still give you shit. Does that not bother you a little bit? <laughs> and I just see if I could get to like unravel a little bit. Have you ever thought that maybe you're the problem? <laughs> Why doesn't anyone like you? What's happening with that? <laughs> all that stuff in Montreal, you get traded from Nashville, and now you're stuck in a room with some bloke. Do you ever think you're the problem? Do you ever wonder why? Think about this, PK. You've gone from Montreal to Nashville to New Jersey. You've downgraded. And now you're sat here with some dumb Englishman talking about <laughs> hockey. I mean, you know, clearly you've made some bad choices in life, PK. <laughs> we're, both, we're both handcuffed to a radiator in a, in a bathroom. <laughs> and there's a dead bloke on the floor. A dead bloke on the floor. <laughs> oh, dear. How about... I thought Rocket Richard would be an interesting one. Because he always kept... After the riots and everything, he said he always kept the peace, didn't he? And I'd like to just have him go ham on everybody and talk about how he really felt and what he wanted to say. And I thought that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to be locked in a room with a geezer who has multiple episodes of swinging a, a wooden stick at geezer's heads. Right. Yeah, but again, though, it's better the devil you know than the devil you don't. If you knew you're going in there with a crazy person, maybe it's all right. You just sat in there with Dougie the Silent Killer. It's like, that's way worse. Yeah, at least you can see, like, Maurice Rashad throwing a chair at you, but Dougie lacing your dinner with cyanide or something else. <laughs> do you know what my answer would be, though? And, and I'm kind of, do you know what? I'm so I'm so sorry to do this to John, and I hate it when people do this, but I'm just going to kind of cheat the question <laughs> a little bit. I'd take Eugene. I'd have to sit in with Eugene for two weeks. Nah, talk to about just... geezers who watch you sleep, bloody hell. Could you? <laughs> Wake up, he's like, he's got a sharpie. He's like outlining my kidney. <laughs> e- Eugene's a fucking geezer on the floor who's pretending to be dead. <laughs> Eugene's jigsaw. As, yeah, as soon as you lock that foot off, Eugene's like, fucking another one for the collection, boys. Here we go. Get that bad play. boy on ice. I want to play a game. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's God, can you imagine trying that. to get into the mind of you can you imagine trying to get into the mind of Eugene oh, I'd be so oh my god <laughs> I'd rather not Jesus all the shit that's happened to this ends all the things that have gone on the bloody I still talk about the the bloody lawsuit and everything Eugene you've been sued for a billion dollars what the fuck <laughs> just oh, just every, everything god. just everything it would be interesting but then I, I don't I don't reckon he'd say anything would he He'd just, he'd just tell you to fuck off and try and fight you. And then you'd have to beat up an 85-year-old man. Outwardly, he's 85, but we know he has the organs of a 23-year-old because he's constantly sort of restocking them, isn't he? Inside, <laughs> inside he's like Robocop. He's a 6 But outside, <laughs> yeah. It's like when Hannibal Lecter's wearing that geezer's face and starts at lambs. He's like he's wearing an out. He's like the um, he's like the giant bug in Men in Black. He's wearing like an extra skin. That's not him inside. Inside, I think he'd, I think he's hard like strong enough to kill me because he's totally fresh inside. If you, if you look him in the eyes, he um he he uh, blinks the wrong way like a lizard. Yeah, he, you mean he blinked twice? No, sir, he blinked once with two sets of eyelids. Huh. Okay. My answer would be Eugene though. 
That's a good choice. I just, I, I, th- I think you'd be great. A good start then. So we uh, get on with the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, I suppose we should. Everybody. It's usually that time of the week, but it's a different time of the week. It's time for the NHL EA game GM mode smooth recap. Shockwaves through the hockey world as three time Stanley Cup champion Nathan McKinnon is traded from the Manchester Bulldogs to the LA Kings for last season Calder winning starlet Rod O'Connell. History has been rewritten and the righteous have prevailed as the Dallas Stars are named the 2019 Stanley Cup champions after sweeping the Boston Bruins. Some gaudy goal totals were hit with the Stars averaging 7 goals per game during the final. Let's all raise a glass to last season's most notable retiree as 42-year-old Patrice Bergeron announces he's hanging up the skates. A hell of a career for the 7-time Selkie winner. Our accurately rewritten history is full of surprises, such as a number of offer sheets being bandied about, though only from one team. The eventual cup winners managed to snag Jakub Verana, Kasperi Kapanen and Malcolm Subban on offer sheet deals from their various clubs. Perhaps the formula will finally catch on after the Texas club produced such a successful season. They say that age is only a number. And this proves to be the case, as 40-year-old, four-time Stanley Cup champion Sidney Crosby currently leads the league in points, cementing his place as the third best player ever. Take that, Mario. Offer sheets, or lack thereof, was a continuing point of discussion during the 2018-19 season, as the young starlets Braden Point and Mitch Marner sat the entire season Neither Tampa nor Toronto decided to sort their cap situation in order to sign the forwards, and yet nobody had the sense enough to try and snap either player up. Even in the digital world, success is no guarantee of safety. As Tampa Bay Lightning head coach Craig McSweeney gets the sack, only 18 months removed from winning the Stanley Cup. The off-season following the cup win is often full of jubilation, alcohol, and impromptu fountain. The off-season following a cup win is often full of jubilation, alcohol, and impromptu fountain frolicking. But the 2019 off-season was not all tickety-boo for some Dallas Stars. Con Smythe winner Alexander Radulov and starting goaltender Ben Bishop were just two of the casualties jettisoned after the Stars' victory. Not due to cap restrictions, but due to a GM in this league finally having some goddamn sense. Being the son of a legend can be tough. Even tougher when you're the son of the greatest ever. I'm sure though that the most recent first round pick for the Columbus Blue Jackets, Clive Gretzky, will do his best. A GM with little to no sense is whoever is running the new Seattle Tigers expansion team as they traded what became the first overall pick in the 2019 draft for, well, not enough to stop them ending up with the first overall pick. 
the Vegas Golden Knights are surely delighted with their new franchise-rated centreman, Jeffrey Stepniak. And that was your smooth recap. Offer sheets in that game are so fucking easy. Well, how many how many times have we spoken about the game is kind of stupid and ridiculous? Oh, it's awful. It's, I, it's so bad. No, do you know what? I, God, I, I've said this a lot of times. EA games get so much shit, and I, but I've played a lot of them. I've played Madden, played FIFA, you know, all, all the other sports games. NHL is the best one they do. Oh, it really is. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. It is. There's a lot that they do really well with it. There are little things that they need to change. For example, yeah, for example, I traded Nathan McKinnon, who was 32. I think he was like 10.6 for the next four years. And I got last season's Calder winning player, as I mentioned, Rod O'Connell, who's got eight years left at 9.3. Like you'd never do, and he's like 21, 22. You'd never do that deal in a million years. You can't go over the cap in the summer and stuff like that. So it makes it harder to make trades and shit like that. Yeah. And and like I said in mind, like you end up with I've never had a season where, you know, a big RFA ends up going on you know, not going unsigned because their team just can't afford him because they fucking signed fucking whoever, Blake Coleman for five million for five years. There is it like the gameplay is perfectly enjoyable and like it's an impressive feat of of achievement having all that simulation but there's just such it's easy to break the game is what it is yes very true that's very true but yeah it's a good way to pass a bit of time when there's no uh no real hockey happening yeah that's the thing i mean i'm kind of getting my fix that way and i just think there, there are people out there who don't play video games i just find that insane like why wouldn't you i think god what do you do with your time maybe you learn things that's crazy i think you just gotta be most like different different hobbies and stuff like i don't Obviously, I watch telly, but I'll I watch the majority of my television comes with my wife. So I think I'll, if I'm on my yeah, own, true. I'll sooner play a game than watch a watch a series or a film or whatever it is. But there are people who are complete opposite. They'll happily sit in a row, watch ten episodes or whatever in a row, watch a film or whatever it might be, or even do slightly more productive things like I don't know, fucking sewing or whatever. Sewing. Look out for Will's new displays coming out on Etsy any day now. <laughs> yeah, my, my cross stitching's fucking getting there. <laughs> You're gonna start cross stitching NHL jerseys, mate. I, I wanna I wanna learn how to sew from like a practical standpoint. I oh god, okay, hey, yeah, I can sew. I got taught. My mum taught yeah, me how to sew is, when I was is, a kid. This is what I'm talking about. Like I've got plenty of things that have small enough like splits in the seam that you wouldn't necessarily notice, but. They could do with just being sewed up quickly, and I'm sure I could probably. I do rescued, it. I rescued Sarah's Christmas works night out about ten years ago because she she had she bought this dress and she was probably ten minutes from leaving the house. The zip came loose, but came loose at the stitching somehow. She caught it on something, didn't realise and pulled it, and she was absolutely freaking out. So I just said, "Well, let, let me sew it for you," and she just looked at me as if to say, "Fucking whatever, monkey boy." <laughs> No, I can I can do it. I can really do it. So yeah, yeah just she let me do it and sewed it up, and it was fine. You mean you know how to sew, but your wife doesn't? There's there's loads of things I can do housewise that my wife can't. We we have completely flipped. Millennial we've totally men fl- and their safe spaces and their sewing and fucking <laughs> shit. It's insane. But we talk. We are the polar opposite of she's the one. She makes all the money. 
She makes all like the tough decisions, mainly because I don't give a shit. That's why. Nothing to do with me not wanting to do. I just don't care enough to like just about a fucking things. Awesome. Yeah, it's. I've told you before where we're going on holiday. I have no idea. I have no idea where we go every year until we get there. And I'm like, got, oh, this is pretty cool. Good you've choice. You're loving these travel bands, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I do? It's I don't because I I don't want to go on holiday. But I know I should go on holiday for my wife's sanity because, she, like I say, she works her fucking tail off and she deserves holidays and she deserves time away from this country just to kind of recharge her batteries. But I, So I do feel, I actually do feel bad for her, which is crazy. If you'd have asked me three months ago, I'd have said, oh yeah, it's going to be awesome. Can't go anywhere. Great. Get to stay in all day. But I, I feel for her. But yeah, but then, but then I do all the stuff around the house. I do all the cooking, all the cleaning. I do all the, I'll do all the DIY. I do the decorating. I'll pick out colour schemes for rooms that we're decorating and all that kind of thing. We've totally flipped the scripts. It's it's a weird thing, but hey, it works for us. What can you do? Is it as, as it should be, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it goes without saying, but like, traditional societal generals are nonsense to the nth degree. I've told people before, it's hilarious how much my wife doesn't need me. It's like really funny how much she just could just kick me out and I'd be, she'd be fine. Completely fine. <laughs> well, un- unless she gets a split in the scene. Well, unless she gets... Well, let's not talk about that kind of thing, Will, because it is my wife. That's the only... (laughs) Your sewing ability is literally the only thing holding the fabric of your marriage together. (laughs) So true. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Very good. We're not going to have a usual segment, but again, we'll just just chat the breeze a little bit. But hey, Richard Branson's a cunt, isn't he? Oh my fucking God. If there's ever someone... Eight weeks unpaid leave? Are you fucking kidding me? You absolute colossal grade A prick. Eight weeks unpaid leave? What the fuck? <laughs> not, not just eight weeks unpaid leave. Oh, uh, also, also, Boris. Boris, old old pal. Could you just loan us like a seven and a half bill? Just, just a cheeky seven and a half bill, please, mate. Don't worry that I've sued the NHS and I've got more fucking money than you can shake a million and a half six at. Dude, he's worth four point one billion quid. Four point one billion. If, if only, not enough. No, if, if only he was worth eleven point six billion, then he'd be all right. If only he was worth four point one one billion, then maybe he'd pay the staff who are going to be well away. Unreal. Unbel- and I thought he was kind of okay in th- with things like that. that. I thought he'd be all right with things like that. No, that's, that's turns the out thing. he's just a massive twat. For someone who like frames himself as like a man of the people and like. Yeah, the people's billionaire shit. Like he is, he's a fucking snake. It's one thing if you're, if you're a fucking arsehole billionaire and like you're a proper super villain about it. Obviously, not fair enough. Still death to you. But if you're a snake, shout, about shout it, out to Eugene again. <laughs> shout out to Eugene. Fair play. Eugene's doing this thing. He's making no bones about it. But That's like, true. He's for, for Branson to be out there pretending to be a man of the people. And then just turn around and be like, yes, he's a fucking bastard. What would we expect from the man who sued the NHS, though? Yeah, I suppose. I suppose, but fucking hell. No, it doesn't make it any better. He's still still scum. Absolute scum. Yeah, shout out to the Bruins' ownership as well. Doing their bit for scumbags <laughs> speaking, everywhere. Speaking of scum. Fuck me. I tell you, it's embarrassing. It's and, embarrassing. And let's not let these other owners off the hook. Anyone who oh, absolutely who bleeding to play, paying their staff, that's not a fucking out. Like some jets in the flames. Yeah, spring jets to mind. in the flames are exactly especially. Oh, the, oh, who's the guy? Murray Murray Edwards. Murray Edwards. Rotten hell, you piece of fucking shit. 
fucking I I'm so against taxpayers pay, paying for private sports stadiums as it is particularly Dan when uh, the person who takes that 250 million handout from the state who then turns around and says oh, actually no I can't pay any of you fuckers sorry oh, I know fucking shambles and it's a shame it's a shame because there's no way you can get them back in any way you can't get them back in any way people need jobs people need employment but- fine they're going to do it it's a shame because you would hope somehow afterwards everybody would say yeah we're not going to work for you and we hope you fucking your empire crumbles around you it won't and that sucks because you know they deserve to be living under a fucking bridge drinking rainwater off some fucking tramp's toe the the thing that really saddens me is the the sports ownership side of it as well because like you say we can't it's not like people can just say oh, i don't want to work for you especially where like the teams that they own are the jobs themselves might not be desirable, but I'd sure as fuck rather be, you know, pulling pints for the stars than at my local spoons, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, yeah. These criminal billionaire owners take away or drive a stake between the enjoyment of working for your team, or for any sports team, and being involved in sports, which is a fantastic thing to do, no matter what your role is, and the the reality that you're further propping up yeah, the biggest leeches in this planet. Somebody put out a tweet yesterday that was absolutely amazing regarding the aviation industry. Okay. Which was, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to book a ticket, please. Yeah, sure, that'll be six hundred pounds. Oh, okay, no problem. Can I sit next to my wife? Yeah, that's an extra two hundred quid. Oh, okay. Can I, can I take a a, a, a suitcase on? Yeah, you can. You got to pay for it though. Uh, okay, it's over a certain weight. Well, you can, pay, you can pay more for it then. Okay, no problem. Can I have something to eat? Well, you're going to have to pay for that. Oh, okay. Can I get a sandwich at the airport? Yeah, but it'll cost you like the cost of a regular meal out somewhere. Right, okay. Two weeks later, the plane people are like, uh, can we have some money? Where the fuck is all the money I've given you? What have you been doing with all this money? What do you, like, what do you think they're making the food out of? It's insane. It's just, it's just blended like £10 notes. You're fucking kidding me, aren't you? You've had so much money off the entire planet. What what are you doing with it? And now they're just going. Oh, we need some money. Fuck off. How about that? You know, this is this is the thing. Like any any major corporation that is suddenly struggling to, you know, saying, oh, we won't be able to keep our doors open for three months if you don't give us fourteen billion pounds. Fucking review how much you're paying to people who do not contribute a single damn thing to the company. Yeah. How how who's how much of a salary who's this guy? It? Oh. He's a he's a non-executive director, really. How about he can fuck off then from now on? Yeah, How about what, that? Well, what's his wage? Oh, he gets four hundred and fifty grand a year plus bonuses. Uh, and, and and what does he do? Uh, just he's about you know. What does he do? He does. That's what he does. Brilliant. Right. Okay, right. you ask him. Every single company that's asking for a bailout from the government should be turning over all their financial records, because if if you can't after all the money that's spent on aviation travel. And, and I mean, I'm talking major companies. Obviously, fucking, you know, your man and van things is is fucking terrible, and that's a dire situation. But <laughs> to 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 be fair though, your fucking Jim's painter and decorator is asking for a seven and a half billion pound loan just to stay afloat. <laughs> I'd want to see his fucking expense report as well. <laughs> but do you know what though? Yeah, do you know what? If Jim, the fucking man and van painting dude, went to the bank after this and said, "I need like fifteen grand to keep afloat." They'd be saying, well, I want to see this, I want to see this, I want to yeah, see this, yeah. I want to see this. I want all of it. But obviously, or, fucking Dickie Branson and Virgin Atlantic. None. Yeah, or it'd just be, well, soz, mate. You ever tried maybe doing something else? 
anywhere else hiring at the moment. But Dickie Branson's going to go to the government and say, oh, shit, guys, need about two billion quid. And they're probably going to go, ah, okay, then. Let's flip it around. On the plus side, there are some fucking decent people out there. We talked, I think we talked about Ronaldo last week, didn't we? That he's turning mm-hmm. all his hotels into um, hospitals and he's just paying for everybody. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, Gary, Gary Neville's done the same. He I'll, said he's going to pay say. every hotel he owns is being turned into a hospital type place and he's going to pay all of his staff, his, hosp- his the hospital staff and the hotel staff. No one's going to lose any money. Like, just, yeah, great stuff. I, and I, I do shout out take... to the NHL owners. Oh, go on. Oh, I just want to take a minute to say to, to Gary, because I know you're listening. I still think you're a piece of shit and you're a prick. <laughs> but fair play to you, lad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, sporting rivalry aside, you know, you still have to have the hatred there. Oh, yeah, of course. He's still, he's still a wanker, but fair enough. Good-hearted wanker. And good on the good on the hockey players who all sort of started to end up GoFundMes and all that kind of thing. Yeah, good for you. Well done, because oh. it's... You should be. And I, this is what I don't get. Maybe I said this last week, I can't remember. But if you're some rich dude, wouldn't you do this for purely selfish reasons, for the awesome PR? Oh, yeah, 100%. What... <laughs> I'd be like, if I'd like, if I was a billionaire, I would say, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to build a coronavirus wing to this hospital. And when it's all taken care of and we've fixed the problem, we're going to turn it into something else, maybe like a cancer ward or an antenatal ward or something like that. But could you just maybe put my name on it? It's purely selfish, but you're going to be helping so many people and people are going to be saying, oh, what a fucking, what a lad. What a lad. Look what he's done. What, what an amazing dude! What a great <laughs> like guy! Do for he, yeah, he, do, he donated one percent of his wealth to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but people wouldn't see us. that, would they? They'd just yeah. be like, "Oh, look what he built! What an amazing man!" <laughs> like they wouldn't give a shit. Speaking of speaking of people worth um, shouting out, I want to shout out Shay Serrano. Do you know Shay Serrano, Dan? Yeah, it rings a bell. He's a he's a writer, author. Um, he's he's quite big on Twitter. I think that's where I know him from, at least. Uh, he's done done a series on like he did essays on the office. He's done author of the book basketball. Yeah, oh things. yes, yes, yes. That guy. I mean, he's been jetting out two hundred dollar cash injections to needy people via Cash App and Venmo and stuff like that. So shout out to to Shay Serrano and anyone who's out there doing that out of your own personal pocket. Like obviously Shay's probably got a bit more money in the bank than you or I do, but he's not exactly fucking. I don't know, Richard Branson, shall we say. Anyone supporting people around the place, good on you. We love you. Absolutely. Yeah, there's people who are sending out even little like tiny care packages, aren't there? Like little things of toothpaste and toothbrushes and hand wipes and little bottles of sanitizer and stuff. I mean, they're just everyone's just kind of trying to do their little bit and it's, it's great. And it's people, again, as usual, it's people on the ground doing those kinds of things where a lot of the upper echelons of society, the people who can help... And just kind of sitting there going, oh no, no, I've not got as much money. And you just think, oh, fuck off, you twat. One, uh, one company who I'm I'm quite proud to patronise is, is BrewDog. Do you know BrewDog, Dan? I do. For for any North Americans who, who aren't familiar with uh, BrewDog or a craft beer producer based in Scotland, uh, they have dedicated, I'm not sure how much of it is, but have a, a portion of their brewing facilities to now brewing their own hand sanitizer. The good thing about it is, Dan, is they're not actually selling any of it. They they're explicitly providing it to what they label as needy companies and individuals. I don't know what that looks like, but I'd imagine that's care homes, NHS staff, whatever it might be. The fact that they're not putting this yeah. on sale, it's yeah, beautiful. No profiteering off it. Purely 
just to to help in a way that they are able to where few others are in in the mass production of of hand hand sanitizing gel. Good on you, boys. Great stuff. Have you did you see that the the marble games kind of caught a bit of fire this week that people were watching marble racing and stuff. I I did, but isn't that that one that's been like Gary Lineker was watching? That's been around for ages, isn't it? That one clip. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, I. I it turns out I'm actually a marble hipster because I've been watching this YouTube channel for about two and a half years. And I was thinking, haven't people seen this already? It's amazing. They're doing it at the moment. He's doing um, he's doing Marbula 1. <laughs> so it's it's marbles for, with formula. He does qualifying and everything. It's so good. It's so good. Check out, it, I think it's pronounced Jella. So it's J-E-L-L-E-S, Marble Runs. He does Summer Olympics. He does Winter Olympics. There's all kinds of different events that he does and right yeah right now he's doing marbula one and it's about six races in so after that so before the first race me and my wife and my daughter picked two teams each and they were going to be our teams for the season that we cheer on kind of thing and only about the videos in like 10 minutes each but god they're so good they're so well made we'll have to uh we'll have to give it a go i love on on that similar note of finding alternate entertainment i don't know who put it out but somebody put out a link to a website called bet on the weather I thought, oh, it's just beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> I suppose, yeah, well, gamblers have got to get their fix somewhere, haven't you've, they? You've got to do what you've got to do, then, haven't you? You've got to do what you got to do. All right. Before we move on, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and soon to be blasted over loudspeakers in quarantine. <laughs> Don't forget as well to leave a five-star review, because if you do, you can win a year's supply of toilet roll, which apparently is going to become new social currency. We are, of course, sponsored by Wave Intel. Jason and his army of workers at rival Willy Wonka's Oompa Loompas bring you up-to-the-date stats for team comparisons and player comparisons with the patented Versus model. He's also now just busted out a GM model, which I think is something we discussed on the show when we had him on, so maybe we'll try and work in a little percentage deal for ourselves there, Will. I'm not sure if that's a... Maybe maybe that was a binding contract when Jason was on the show. I don't know. We've only got a chance yeah. of royalties if, if it's on, like, you know, height and weight and sexiness and... How they look oh, in yeah, suit. good point. Good point, yeah. Yeah. But uh, over at Wave Intel, you can now look at your GM's draft choices and draft picks and see how well they've turned out for your team. It's a really, a really cool tool. Wave Intel doing a good ton of stuff out there at the moment. They are online and on Twitter being smart, so you don't have to be. What did you think about the, the revised schedule that was proposed? Training camp early July, late July regular season's done, playoffs in August and September, the draft and free agency in October... And then the season starts again in November. What do you think of that? Mate, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know about any of these. Like, Because so many of these end up with like the off-season happens before this season finishes. And I don't quite know how I feel about that. So like, you end up with free agents changing teams before finishing 1920. Which kind of feels a bit... Obviously, there's going to be an asterisk to any any sort of continuation of this season, but that feels like a particularly extreme version of it. You're right. And I just, I know you mentioned doing something like this last week, but it was then proposed that it came out, it came out on Twitter a few days after that the idea was, oh yeah, we have 24 teams going into the playoffs, the top two in each division get a bye and you end up with like three rounds and all that kind of thing. I just can't, I just can't get past the fact. Why can't you just say, right, Sorry, it stops as it is right now. Forget the other games, the playoffs just start. Why Why are teams who are 21st in the league being considered for being in the playoffs? No, sorry. <laughs> you should have been better. Be it's, in the playoffs now. It's not like we're 12 games into the season. 
<laughs> you know, you had enough time to get into the playoffs. You had enough time to get into that position. And I get it. You, you know, it happens every year that teams make a bit of a jump at the end. But this is a this is a different thing. You know, why are we why are we finishing off the season? Just go straight to the playoffs. I think if we're talking about awarding the cup in like September, I'd sooner have been the whole thing off. I agree. I mean, we've we've I just we've had cancelled seasons for for less legitimate reasons than this before. Why not just say, all right, we got coroned, unlucky. Let's uh, let's just go from there. I'm also happy. I'm also happy with the idea that if they can get every player tested, and they're fine, and people who work around the team are fine, then just play it behind closed doors. I am fine with that. If that you know, if it's then a situation of okay, we can expedite the process, we can get it done. Here's how it's going to happen. Fine. No, no, no. You know that's okay. Just, and how? I mean, how long's training camp going to be? I mean, shouldn't you be keeping in shape anyway? Yeah. Or are all the players just going to be sat at home eating fucking <laughs> cheese toasties for the next two months? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The second, <laughs> the second the season was cancelled, like Tyler Sagan just orders a massive like, you know, family bucket <laughs> for one, straight into it. Starts drinking like that. Who's that? Um. Is he a senator in America, the geezer who's just got a bottle of chocolate syrup in his desk and he swoops from it? Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's on. so true. Oh, I don't know. Fucking I just feel I just feel if you're if you're a sports person and you're due to play, if you could finish something, you just get told, look, the season's not finished yet. Stay in shape, look after yourself, exercise, stretch, all that shit. You know, they're talking about having a training camp and a pre-season. No, you should be, like, you're a professional sportsman getting paid a billion pounds a year, fucking whatever. You should be ready to go if they ring you tomorrow, kind of thing. Pre-season exhibition games to resume the season. Like I said last week, it's one of those things where I have an idea, but I'm not smart enough to know why it doesn't work. But I'm sure it doesn't. But I'm just, I'm not clever enough to know why it doesn't work. Mate, I think if you're not awarding the cup by the end of July, see you later. And now, like, the, the ice and everything? We're going to do the playoffs in August? What? <laughs> yes. Like, right, that, now that I'm for. Turn it into the, the fucking cup finals and roller, roller hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> They're just playing in a puddle. <laughs> Why not water polo? Who cares? It's the playoffs. Anything can happen, including water. Including a completely different sport. Just, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I want it to come back and I want to, I want to see some more. Of of is hockey the beautiful game or is football the beautiful game? Because I feel like that's a bit of a point of contention. But I want to see more hockey this season, obviously. But if it's going to have a significant impact into next season as well, whatever. If they're hell bent on having to hand the cup to somebody, like they just we have to have a cup winner this year, then just don't you know? I mean, and we don't start back up till May or June. Just go straight into the playoffs, or even what like. Just say, for example, the league says, "Right, this is what's happening. Like we've got a, we've got an eight-team playoff. We're just kind of we're going straight to the second round. I mean, what a team's going to do? Drop out of the league? I mean, what? <laughs> oh, I can't believe we weren't allowed to play in the playoffs. That's it. I'll go apply my trade elsewhere then. No, tough. This is what we've got to do this year. That's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or just pull a name out of the hat, whatever. And the winner is, oh, well done to Florida." <laughs> Like this whole like this whole idea of all oh, we we have to award a standing cup champion it's the most you know the most historic trophy in all the sports like fucking get over yourselves like it's still just hockey 
and it's still just a fucking metal cup. Like, the world still turns. Who gives a shit? It is mad, isn't it? The way that, like, it just shows how much sports dominates the social conversation. That there's all these plans in place. There's all these contingencies. Like, when are we going to do this tournament? When can this finish? How is this going to finish? Instead of just saying, ah, fuck it, it's finished now. This team can have it. Who gives a shit? (laughs) No, (laughs) there has to be, like... Like there has to be checks and balances and all kinds of things to get this to get the seasons finished. You know why the the conversation is perpetuated though. Go on. It's a it's green. It's rectangular. I'd imagine it's the same sort of size as a ten pound note. It's called the dollar bill, Danny boy. Oh, of course, dollar dollar bills, y'all. And these I always forget about dollar dollar bills, y'all. Greedy fucking vampires needing their play of revenue. To be fair, though, think right. No, hang on. If you, if because you got to be fair here, the Winnipeg Jets owner is only worth thirty-eight billion dollars. I mean, he needs that playoff. He needs that playoff revenue. Will so you know, fair's fair. We don't want him asking a Dickie Branson for the money, do we? Exactly. Because we know know he can't be going to the Canadian. He can't be going to our favourite blackface fan, Mister Trudeau, asking for a handout. (sighs) Can he? That's not fair. You know, he's only worth thirty-eight billion dollars. So, you know. Oh, I saw something that was like, because Idris Elba was tested because he was in contact with whoever Justin Trudeau's wife was or whatever is, sorry. Yeah. And someone said like, oh, what's what's Idris Elba doing with the Canadian PM's wife anyway? And someone else put like, oh, to be fair, she probably mistook him for her husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Do you know what, as well? I'm Sorry. Shit, here's the here's a bit more correct, but whatever. It's it's something that's annoying me. Can we stop with? Can we stop with the fucking ticker tape on Sky News? I can't believe this person's tested positive for it. Fucking everyone's gonna get it. I can't like. All right, I get it. Someone else has got it. Fucking hell. Can we stop with that, please? Thankfully, Chloe Kardashian's tested negative for it. I, I was really worried for a second. Oh, great news! Great news! Fucking cool. It is, and of course, though, a Sens player. Is the first in the NHL to test to, to test positive because of course because <laughs> the Sens are on a roll again now. Who um, <laughs> who do you reckon it is? Oh, sh- that's a good question. It's got to be like a, a who'd be the over from... who'd be the funniest who'd be the funniest. I, don't, I was going to say JG Pajot, but he's not a Sens player anymore. Chris hmm. Tierney. Yeah, Chris Tierney's not a bad shout. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's t- there's nobody left. I'm gonna, there's nobody I'm gonna, left. I'm going to get you the good one. I've got a good one. How about Borieki? Borieki? <laughs> no. No, not no? not Precious Borrow. Not Borrow Cop. Can't oh have that. Oh my god. Nah, there's nobody funny on there anymore. Crushed. I'm crushed. Absolutely livid. Ron Hainsey? Ron Hainsey's not even that funny. He's too fucking boring. Yeah, I think Chris Tierney's the best best choice, personally. Different. I mean, let's. Okay. Either way, though. Of course, the Sense player was the first to get it. Just because, oh, yeah. of course. Ab- absolutely. Because. <laughs> Because Eugene needs to find a cure, so he had to test it on somebody. <laughs> Eugene's given it to somebody on purpose <laughs> to find a his cure. Little, his little lab rat. <laughs> he needs to find a cure so he can sell it <laughs> to get some money back. In, in that case, like, I'm, certain it, I'm certain it was Borowiecki. <laughs> yeah. To that mark. Mate. <laughs> You've got to take another one for the team. You've got, Sorry. To, help. You've got to help me. <laughs> yeah. Borowiecki's like, ah. Oh. Not another interview kind of thing, is it? No, it's well, fine. Well, no. <laughs> no, not as bad as that, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> just it's less painful than an interview. <laughs> just a bit of COVID. Less life-threatening. 
Fuck you now. Mark Boryek and Eugene Malnick between two COVID patients. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna take anything again, are you, Eugene? No, no, no. This time I'm gonna give you something, don't worry. I'm gonna give back. <laughs> we're gonna, I did say we'd be spending to the cap and we're gonna start giving back to this uh, to this city. So I'm gonna give something back now. <laughs> this is my gift to you. Oh my god. See, do you know what? We were struggling and in the end we found the comedy. Well done us. Can we can we get to the main event? Because I'm absolutely fucking buzzing for this. Let's get let's get to our main event. We had a, we had an idea. I can't remember how the conversation started, but I said we should have something silly on the show that that other people could maybe kind of join in with. And I think you said we should pick a draft and then pick the best team from that draft. Is that right? Is that that was your idea, wasn't it? Uh yeah, it was my idea. Of course it was. And okay, yeah. And then we said, well, which draft? And I said, obviously, the Yakupov draft, 2012, because it's the most maligned draft of the past sort of 10, 15 years. And then we had a few more ideas, which is, okay, you can pick the best team, but you've got to pick your own team. It's draft rules. Once you've picked a guy, he's off the board. And then we'll see what people think is the best team that you can get out of it. Seeing as I won the playoff competition last year, points-wise, to predict the outcome of the playoffs, I got to pick first. Have you got a strategy down, by the way? Or are you just picking... Actually, yeah, no, never mind, whatever. I, I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have even asked that, should I? I'm, a, I'm drafting for need. Size and need. Drafting for... <laughs> I've, I've gone, just... on, gone into the, the draft page and just sorted by size. <laughs> I sorted by intangibles, so I'm doing it. <laughs> anyway. Sorted by penalty minutes with... in, in junior. <laughs> How many points did he score when he was 12? That means he must be good now. <laughs> I will just say quickly, I will say quickly. Obviously, you go through drafts and there's plays that, you know, it, it was eight years ago, so there's going to be plays you forget. Mate, some of these players I looked at, I was just, who is this? I, who is this? I've never even heard these players named in kind of jokes or anything. Like players who were taken at sort of 23, 24. There was a guy from... The guy the Canadians took at 32 or 33. I was like, who is that? I've never heard of this guy. It's beautiful. There's some There's some really, really bad picks. In. Dude, there's some terrible picks. And this was such a bad draft. We can, we can just about make doing this. We can just about make two teams. That's how bad this draft was. Mate, it's just about, and we're going. Oh yeah, twelve forwards, six D men, two goalies. We got. We're going. We're going to go with that. Mate, forwards is going to be the problem. <laughs> fucking... No shit, it's so bad. There were some real late gems, weren't there? Definitely. It's interesting looking at a thing, and you realise just how like skewed your perception of people's ages are. It's like this. This was this was an eight-year-old draft. Eight years ago, this draft was. Say Jimmy VC was drafted technically in the same year that oh, I can't even bother to think. But like, yeah, 2012 was equally not that long ago and very long ago. Like Tom Wilson and Tavo Teravine are the same age. That's weird. Yeah, that is weird. Jimmy VC was Jimmy VC was a good sort of a good a good person for you to pick. I was looking at it thinking, Jesus Christ, he was taken in 2012. Yeah. For some reason, I had him down as like 16 or 17. Well, it's because of the whole. But- um, college free agency thing he'd have had to oh, do yeah, four yeah. years of college to then become a free agent in i assume 2016 so yeah, it's yeah. just not in your not in your thoughts no not at all not at all but i, I won't i all won't right. mention any other players just in case you've forgotten them <laughs> all right first so pick you go first who, who are you taking i'm taking philip forsberg 
Okay, yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw that coming. I saw that coming. Yeah, I got to take Philip Forsberg. The, the, in my opinion, the absolute stand, the easy standout offensively in in this draft. Looking back on it now. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. With the second overall pick. Oh, I already can't decide. I already can't decide. Oh god, you're kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Morgan Riley with second overall. Yeah, good choice. Thank you. I like much. how <laughs> I like how the consensus first overall pick went and then he went, Oh fuck, what do I do now? <laughs> like I, I don't even what's, know about What's my backup plan? I, Shit. I, I don't know if I'd have even picked Forsberg first, so it's not like I was. Would yeah? Would you would you make me taking Riley first anyway? I think I think I would have taken Riley first. I think. It's not a bad shout. It's not a bad shout. Oh, but we can we can discuss strategy and stuff more after after we've uh, we've taken. Who, who are you going to take number three? You're going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> please, please pick who I think you know, you're going to pick. You know I'm picking, don't you? <laughs> please, I'm on. picking. I'm picking, Mister. Thomas Wilson. You fucking, you're a fucking nutter. <laughs> oh, you're the you're the fucking biggest idiot I know, and I love it. Oh, Absolutely, mate. I'm taking Tom Wilson, Stanley Cup champion. Come on, mate. <laughs> who doesn't want who doesn't want a ring in the room? I do. Me. Was, I'm taking Tom Wilson. <laughs> Stanley Cup champion. Right. I want to try and find the worst Stanley Cup champion I can in um, in the draft. Jesus Christ. Okay, fourth overall, I'm going to take Tevu Teravainen. Oh, nice choice, nice choice. Thank I you thought you much. might go a bit later. Yeah, just it's hard with forwards, isn't it? Because I think there's only three good forwards in this draft. <laughs> I thought, I better get one of them. <laughs> Can't get one of them. And it, yeah, it's like, it's really tough in hindsight as well, looking back. Because you're just like, well, like looking back on it now, why would I take that guy? He's kind of not very good. But well, okay. we, had, we had that whole, whole conversation about that Galchenyuk having only played like two games the season before he got drafted. Yeah. Such a weird draft. And again, it's not it's not actually a stat that matters ever. But to say that Alex Galchenyuk in his career is minus fifty eight is hilarious. Yeah, it's beautiful. And he went what third overall? Yeah, third overall. I'm going to take another forward. Uh, All right, I'm going to. I know who it is. Uh, I'm taking uh, Tomas Hertel. Yep. Good choice. The, the, those are the three forwards gone. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Hampus Lindholm with number six. Yeah, that's nice. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm taking Matt Dumber next. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, good choice. I like it. I'm really liking how a, this is going so far. I got up like a D-man at some point. It, <laughs> I mean, you're surprising me already with your, with your, uh, with your choices. I like it. I'm going to go okay. for Alex Galchenyuk with pick number eight. Career minus 58, but that's fine. <laughs> Career, don't, don't worry, I'm going to make up for it. <laughs> Riley and Lin- Linho, we're going to bail them out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, it's getting tricky already. It's one of two. Okay, yeah, all right. Who, who are you going to pick? Do you know what? Because I think because if he was on a better team, he'd actually produce... Oh. Uh, I'm taking next. I'm taking Andreas Athanasiu next. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I think with good players around him, I think he'll, I think he'll produce. He yeah. started decent in, in Edmonton, and I think top five forwards on my list have gone now. That's interesting. <laughs> Bearing in mind as well, Andreas Athanasiu on a fucking horrendous, horrendous De- Detroit team is better than half a point a game. So 
I can't really, I can't really, you know, he has got production, so. He's, yeah, he's a good player. He's a good player. I'm going to take uh, Jacob Slavin for my next pick. I'm so into, like, for now, not to, not to uh, bury the lead or anything, the forward situation, I'm so interested. So interested oh, me to too. see what's going to happen. Me too. It's, it's, yeah, to see who we pick and where. I, I think this is going to be some wildly different ideas. Yeah. <laughs> completely, completely. I will take with my next pick, um, uh, I will take Colton Pareko. Oh, you bastard. You bastard. I thought that was going to be it. <laughs> I thought I was going to snag him, you nasty little fucker. In that case, I'm going to have to take Shane Gostis Bear with my next pick. I see, I'm surprised. I thought he'd go later. I thought he'd go later. He struggled a bit recently, Annie. So I know. I'm trying not to think that. But he's. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if, yeah, if he played for me, he'd be fine. So yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. It, like for the demon, I think we're hitting the muddy middle of like all perfectly good players, but there's no one that's standing out higher than the others. Do you know what? Genuinely now, genuinely, you could just assign numbers one and two to every first and second player on this list, and that's it. That's just the team. It's fine. There's just no star power left. <laughs> yeah. Why would I beg to disagree that there's no star power left? Okay. There's a little bit. There's a little bit of star power. Bit. I will I'm, say. I'll I'm, give you that. I'll I'm give very, you that. very interested to see what's going to happen. Who, who are you going to take next? Where are you going? I'm going to take Tanner Pearson next. Oh, nice. Nice. Good choice. I like that. I like that. You know what else he's got, don't you, Will? He's got a ring. He's got, he's got a ring. He's got a ring. <laughs> i got oh. two guys now. with. Exp- I've got three guys in my team who've got experience of winning a cup. They know what it Shit. takes to get over the line, Will. I've got, single, I got three of them. I've got a single. Oh, does Terrifying then have a ring? Oh, he might do. He played 34 games for the Hawks in fourteen fifteen. I think he. I think he must. Have. Yes, he played. Yeah, he played in game one, so that would be enough, wouldn't it, to get a ring? Stanley sure. Cup champion. There you go. David Teravainen. There you go. It's fine. I mean, still though, I've got three. You got one. So that's clearly your team ain't shit. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> My team's going to continue. <laughs> you next. Not being shit. I'm going to take Nikita Gusev. Oh, I thought he'd drop a bit. I was hoping you would have missed him. I was hoping you would have missed him. I was, I was getting a bit worried. I was getting a bit worried. I've got my first line now: Teravainen, Galchenyuk, and Gusev. That's not. That'll do me. The legitimate, the legitimate latest pick taken out of all possible players we could have taken. He was taken two hundred and second, I think it was. And you're telling me nobody after that was uh, any good? <laughs> Surprisingly, not. <laughs> With the nine picks that were left, or whatever it was. <laughs> hey, you, you respect. Jacob Megner, who's <laughs> who's only played twenty three less games than Gusev has. Fuck! I really want to pick. I really want to pick somebody now for a completely stupid reason that I didn't even think of before. But now I want to do it. I'm not going to though. I'm not going to though. But you've already picked Tom Wilson. How much more stupid can it get? <laughs> do you know? Here's the thing about Wilson. When he was playing with Ovi and um, Kuzi on that line, he was fucking amazing. You get him a bit of chemistry going. He'll be fine. That's all he needs. Plus, and again, he'll he'll kill people in the playoffs, which is allowed, isn't it? I'm thinking it's, about playoffs as well. Legal. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That legal yeah. murder. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm planning for the future, mate. Planning for the future. It's a useful tool, useful you know string to have on your bow. Who, who are you going to get? Uh, I really want to know who you, who you want to take for stupid reasons. I'll tell you in a minute. I'll tell you when I pick them. I am going to take. I'm going to take Jacob Truber. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Good choice. 
that's now um the top five on on both my forwards and my D list. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Fantastic. But I've 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 chopped and changed a bit. Like I had Gusev at ten and Gottesberg at six on my on my respective lists. So God, you got to spare that high. Wow, I'm surprised. I'm surprised at that. Yeah, I had him higher than Dumber. I had Dumber seven. Interesting. But this is what I'm talking about. Like, I think to an extent, my um, so my top four was Riley, Lindholm, Slavin, and Pareko. Yeah. And then from then I had Trubo, Gostas, Bear, Dumber, and then onwards to a point. Yeah. It's like a bit of a uh, whatever, much of a muchness. I, I can't believe. I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. I'm going to say Radic Faxa next. I knew. I knew you'd take him. Because he's so good. Because he's so good. And nobody cares because he's Czech. Yeah, no, it's a good racist. I think, yeah, no, I like that pick. I like that pick. It was it was either going to be him or Morgan Riley for my first overall pick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take Vinny Hina Strozer next. Oh, nice. That's reaching, but I like it. I, I, I it's do. a bit of a reach, but I just think out of what's left. There was just a couple and I, I don't know why. That was my last kind of my kind of, I kinda of went gut instinct, I'll just take him there. But he's, yeah. He's doing okay. well. I'm uh, I'm gonna take Josh Anderson next. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. Fill out my forward lineup a little bit. Joshy Anderson. Been a bit uh, a bit plagued, a bit hampered by the old injuries, but I think there's a player there. I really do. But again, in this uh in this market, we're not looking at that kind of thing, are we? We're trying to think, like, <laughs> how could they actually do if they're kind of half if they, if they existed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to take Holy Matter next. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I am. Oh, my God. Listen, though. Listen, right. Listen. In the right system. In the right in the system. Right fucking system. He's perfectly fine. He's perfectly fine. So, so I've got a list of 16 D-men. Do you want to know what number he is on that list? 15? 16. <laughs> that was going to be like a fucking last resort. You've Fantastic. taken it. Fair play to you. Fair play to you. I like it. Uh, I'm going to take Alex Kafoot for my next... Uh, Oh, that was going to be my next pick. Oh, Bastard. Oh, you don't like that, do you? He doesn't like it. Don't like that. Do not like that at that's, all. That's I was, was going to be my next I was going to pick Oli Matter for you too. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Oli Matter. I think you're fine, Will. Oh, oh I like it. this. This is where we get really interesting. <laughs> stop, stop messing around Maybe. and just pick Jimmy VT. <laughs> I mean, again, you know, only matter. Just, you know, he's got a ring, Will. He's uh, <laughs> in the room. And he... <laughs> Nothing but cup winners. I still cup winners. There are two players still on the board that I just cannot believe you haven't touched yet. I'm kind of like waiting <laughs> for you to take one of them, so I'll just take the other one. <laughs> and I cannot believe it. I'm, I'm almost tempted. I don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to jump too early and miss out on on some wonderful forward talent. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's terrifying because I don't know who you think I'm gonna pick. Oh my I just, god, I'm terrified. That's terrifying me. The fact that oh my god, this is excellent. I can't wait till it happens. Do you know what? Planning for the future a little bit. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. By, by taking a 26 year old player. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm planning for the future in like in NHL terms. <laughs> Oh, God, who do I take next? Fucking hell. This is so hard now. It's so hard now. It's, this fucking draft is so bad. It's so bad. It's fucking diabolical. I've, like, I'm trying to think. Yeah, there's some fucking bad players. Like, my second line is Radic Faxer, Alex Kerfoot, and Josh Anderson. Not terrible players by any, any stretch of the imagination. But I know, but that's, that, that's the second line. God. That's rough, isn't it? All right, I'm taking, I'm taking Brady Shea. See, why didn't you take him instead of Oli Matter? I knew you were taking a, a forward next. <laughs> so I was like, I'll oh, fuck it. <laughs> Excuse me. He's got me. All right. All right. Go on. Fuck it. I don't care. I've got to break the dam. I've taken Andre Vasilevsky. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding. Already? What do, you, what do you mean I'm kidding? He's a Vesna caliber goalie, mate. What are you talking about? Right. Shut up. We'll save it. Don't worry. We're saving this till the end. Uh, We're saving this till the end. You, you tell me, you tell me, Andre Vasilevsky is a worse player than Oli Matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in this game, in this game, that's a bad pick. I'll tell you why at the end. Remind I, me I at think, the end. I've got to make a note of this. I think that's a fucking shit up pick. That's the fucking best pick anyone's ever taken. Let me, let me, let me do the fucking maths on this. The twenty-second pick, and I've got Andre Vasilevsky. Don't, don't even worry about it, mate. Okay, you're thinking about this wrong. <laughs> your 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 youth again has blinded you, William. That's what's happened. It's blinded you to what you're not seeing what's in front of you, mate. That's what's happening. You're looking at it, but you're not seeing it. <laughs> nah, fuck it. I'm 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 about to fucking end your shit with this. <laughs> Don't even worry. It's it's gonna be fucking over for you now. It's gonna be fucking over for you. I know you. what you're doing next. I know what you're doing next. <laughs> no, I mean, That's why I'm taking I, the the thing is, you know what I'm gonna do next, and unless you take that player, what what are you gonna fucking do? What are you what are you gonna do, man? What, what are you, who are you gonna fucking pick? You know what I'm picking next. Go on. Be alright. Just you got you No <laughs> You've gotta tell me if this is who you thought I was gonna take, okay? Go on. I'm taking Matt Murray. Oh my fucking god, he wasn't even on my list. Oh mate, <gasps> you're kidding! Matt, Matt fucking Murray. Matt Murray is fucking Jordan Binnington, mate. Matt Murray is sorry cooked. You're not telling me that Matt Murray is a really good goalie. No, you know how a couple of years ago I said Jordan uh, Jordan Marshall is going to be playing in the KHL. <laughs> yeah. What I meant was Matt Murray is going to be playing in the KHL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matt fucking Murray get the fuck out of here mate if you're trying to tell me legitimately that Matt Murray is not a fucking good goalie and there's four goalies in this draft you're fuck it I'll make my point now fucking there's four nasty. goalies in this draft who were all really really good Matt Murray's one of them nah nah I had to, I've, had, I've had to add a fucking row because you've picked Matt Murray, you absolute crackhead. I'm taking Connor Hellebuck, and it's fucking over. Fine, that's fine. Connor, why, why would you take Matt Murray over Connor Hellebuck? Like, the geezer's dragging the withered corpse of the Winnipeg Jets to the playoffs, or would have. And you're going for, for, for fucking Scott Darling. 
I can't believe I have to say this, right? I can't believe I have to say this. It's fucking ridiculous. You took you took Tom Wilson first overall, and now you're taking Matt Murray. I didn't take I didn't take Tom Wilson first overall. I took Forsberg first overall. <laughs> if you think if you think right that Matt Murray is like legitimately bad, because that's what you're making out that he's legitimately bad. He is so much worse than Andre Vasilevsky. Like yeah. you're insane. You're he is. insane. He is. He's, no, he's not. He's, no, he's not. He's fucking bad. He's dog. He is not dog. He's You're shit. a dog. Well, I am a dog, but he's at least not Matt Murray. Rather, dog. I'd rather be a dog than Matt Murray. <laughs> You're fucking mental if you think Matt Murray's like actually bad. He's not. Um, he's a he's a fucking mirage dad. Fucking hang on, wait there. Who? Oh, gone. I want to find someone funny to say that you're going to take next. Who's taking next? James Melendy taking 88th yeah. overall by the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I fucking am. Yeah, I am. Why not? <laughs> the fucking... I call him Water because he's Water Melendy and he's smooth like that. And, you know, he can fill any object. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking hell. Is there some... I will take... I will take next... Um, oh Christ Almighty! This forward group's fucking Jesus. I'll take Connor Brown. Connor Brown, not not Jimmy Vesey. No, not Jimmy Vesey. Come on, give the crowd what they want. I'm I'm going to take the superior Murray. I'm going to take Ryan Murray. Yeah. What do you mean? Eh. Well, like I just said. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Right, that means I can save that because you've got your six D men now. So that's fine. Uh, no, oh, no you've five. I've only got five D men. And oh, all, see what? Do I, oh. And they're all lefties. <laughs> just as <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even look at that. Just as God intended. <laughs> I'm going to take him then. He's a super underrated boy, and I think he could be a star. I'll take him, oh. Matt Grizzlick. But see, this is what I'm talking about. Why didn't you say Matt Grizzlick is basically infinitely better than Ollie Matt? That Ollie what Ma- does it matter, Will? <laughs> I've got the players I wanted anyway. So there we go. Mate, I'm just, that Ollie Matter pick is never gonna is never gonna <laughs> not fucking blow my mind. Blow your mind so much that this is such a such a good choice. You didn't even have Matt Murray on your list. The guy who's won two Stanley fucking cups. He's got mate, two and- fucking Stanley Cups. I give a fucking shit about the step. We've already covered Dan. <laughs> Fuck the fucking Stanley The only Cup. thing, the only thing that matters in the league, like the only thing that they play for, is like, yeah, whatever. Who gives a shit? Yeah, fucking, <laughs> fucking Jim the Kitman's won two Stanley Cups, but you ain't having him as a starting goalie, are you? Scott, Scott, Scott you know. Darling's won a fucking Stanley Cup, mate. There are plenty of fucking wankers who are playing checking roles in the SHL that have won Stanley Cups. Yeah, but Matt Murray won it. When you're like the starting goalie, you win it. Nah, you not, don't just like not when you play on fluke Sid, it. Not, not when you play on Sid's team. Sid fucking gives you the Stanley Cup, mate. That's what happens. Did you fucking see? Did you fucking see that defense that was in front of Matt Murray yeah, when was, they won the that cup? Was a fucking Fuck million, me! It was a million years ago, though. A million. That was, Listen that was to you. literally Listen that was pre that was pre COVID, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that was PC. <laughs> We're living living in a different living in a different timeline now, mate. It's over. <laughs> Is that BC, AD, or PC? <laughs> PC or AC. PC or AC, in this, yeah. In this wonderful AC. Well, do you, do you want to know who I'm going to take next? I, I'm going to guess you're taking a D-man. Uh, no. Oh. So I want to... Okay. In that case, I've got no idea. 
Oh, you know who I'm taking. Are you taking? Are you taking Jimmy? Are you taking Jimmy VC? Oh, no, I'm not taking. I'm, I'm leaving that for you. I wouldn't want to step on your toes. Okay. I'm like. I'm like. You know. Okay. Okay. I'm like. No, I've got no idea then. There's there's two packs of toilet roll left, and I'm only taking one of them. I'm not taking Jimmy VC. <laughs> he's uh Go on. He's number one on the board, and he's number one on our hearts. It's now Yakubov boys. <laughs> he's fucking in there, mate. He's in there. You fucking. You fucking. What? You're fucking criticizing me for taking Matt Murray and you're taking Yakupov. Mate, fucking hell. If if now Yakupov's name is Jim Toronto, <laughs> he's still in the league right now. Now Yakupov's a better hockey player than Jimmy VZ. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Jimmy VZ is the new Ross Johnston. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck Jimmy BC. I hate Jimmy BC because there was so much hype around this kid and he's just been so decidedly average. <laughs> so decidedly like inconsequential. Do you remember that do you remember the hype when it was like who's he gonna play for? He's gonna go to Buffalo, he might go to the Bruins, he's going to the Rangers, Ooh, and it was like I was rights. looking at, He's gonna walk I was into looking, the Nationals top six with his signs. I was looking at all this speculation and going who the fuck is Jimmy? Like, have I missed something? Like, who is this guy? Like, I must have missed the I must have missed the meeting or something because <laughs> what's happened? Who's Jimmy VC? Completely forgetting what had happened, like in his career, and then it, it and it came back, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe he's amazing. I've missed something. And nope, just as we said, decidedly average. And and he's a real indictment of the whole college free agent thing because like Jimmy VC is decidedly average and completely forgettable as a hockey player. Yeah, he's also the best college free agent signing of the last five, ten years or whatever. <laughs> Fucking Jimmy VC, you bastard. But yeah, now Yakupov, what are you going to do? Fucking hell, what are you going to do? You Christ. Can, what, can, what can you do, mate? Whatever I picked now is just a much of a muchness, isn't it? So, this, this is it. Why not? Why not swing for the fences? Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe in the alternate universe he works out okay. This, this is what I'm saying. Like, what... <laughs> He's telling me now Yakupov is is going to be particularly a worse player than like Colton Sissons. Like, <laughs> yeah, but what if he? What if this time he's even worse? <laughs> bury him in the minors. So I'll, I'll sign. Instead, so. is the, the new the new narrative in this timeline isn't? I can't believe he went first. I can't believe he went twenty six. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> it's fine. I'm just going to get Conor McDavid in free agency anyway. Yeah, good point. Yeah, good point. Good fine. point. I don't know why we're sweating the lack of forwards in this draft because. We'll just go to free agency after this and get whoever you want. Yeah, you're right. I will take next. Do you know what? I looked at his point production and he's been on a... a you know what? It, we talked about him before, but I'm taking Chris Turney. Yeah. On a team on a team that bad, his point production isn't... Looking at it now, compared to what else is out there, it isn't terrible, to be honest. Yeah, but he's got coronavirus, Dan. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> He'll be dead in a week. It's fucking over. Waste of a pick, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, who's next? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue this theme, and I'm gonna take Mikhail Grigorenko. Do you know what? I I was very because tempted. I was very tempted. I think but he's, he's doing well in. Isn't he like a proper game player in the KHL? He's doing on the KHL. Yeah, he's doing okay. He's doing. Yeah, why not? We're he's... filling out bottom parts here. Next, I will take. Excuse me. That sounded terrible. I will take next. Do you know what? He's because he's since he's been traded, he's actually stepped up and he's kind of racking up some points. I'll Ooh. take Chandler Stevenson. He's playing well in Vegas, so yeah, why not? Fair enough. again. Allow me to input him on the list. Fair play to you. 
I will say again, we're looking at like what we're looking at now, like third line, fourth line guys at this point. Yeah, so. yeah I've, I've, I'm, I'm less uh, incensed by that pick than uh, than Matt Murray. Uh, go on, I'll take him now. I'm going to take uh, Eric Gustafson. Round out my decor nicely. Are you... All right. <laughs> no, I, well, I don't know why you hate him so much. We had a chat the other week about how abjectly terrible he is. He's really, you're giving me grief he's really for good. some of my picks, and you're taking Eric Gustafson, who Micah said was on his list of no's for the year. Yeah, Micah, Micah knows a lot of stuff, but he don't know Eric Gustafson. <laughs> he doesn't know Gust, the Gustaf- He doesn't know what he does in the room. He doesn't, he doesn't can't know measure the, that the well. Gust dog. He um, just chuck him on a power play, whatever. Fine, all right, whatever. I've got I've got five other D men that are top four quality. Yeah, you have you have a Patrick Kane type on your team who can. Pa- oh, never mind. No, nope. okay, never. <laughs> yeah, mind. that's that's a problem. Like, got nobody to finish those uh, those passes. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're right. Take... I should have taken fucking Oli Matter. <laughs> Just taking Jimmy Beast. No, <laughs> let's go with. Who wouldn't want the hardest shot ever recorded by a phony gun? I'm taking Martin Furk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is what I'm t- this is what we're here for. This is this is what Fucking I'm hell. living Fuck for. It. Why not? Fucking Martin why Furk. not? Chuck him in there. Why not? Who? Yeah, fucking why not? What's the worst that could happen? Exactly. Get him on the power play, smacking in some uh, some fucking slappers from the point. Why not? 109 mile an hour. Can't complain. Who? Who cares, mate? You um, you should have taken. Teddy Blugers is who you should have taken. Selkie candidate this okay. year. Teddy Blugers. Okay. okay. Or Bulgers. What, what is his name? Because he's got like two names, hasn't he? He's got his name and then he's changed his name like a like a, a westernised version of his name. Yeah. It's like Ted Tedors Belugas. Yeah, I'm taking your boy Tedors. <laughs> I we, will take next. We've got to be nearly there, haven't we? Yeah, we've got, we we both got 60. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, oh, 10. Yeah, two more picks each. Oh, no, sorry. Three more picks so each. I was going to say, because I need three forwards, and you need a, a backup goalie, and two forwards, two forwards I assume. Two forwards and a goalie, yeah. Ooh, okay. I am strictly now just looking at points. Um, I will take Devon Shaw. Good choice. I like Devon Shaw. He's a really nice boy. Another former Dallas yep. star. What more could you ask for? I'm going to take Mark Jankowski. Ah, oh, it's a good pick. That is a, oh, I like thank that. You very much. Thank you. Second to last pick, I will take. I'll take Cedric Packett. Oh, nice, nice. Narrowly, narrowly missed out on my uh, on my list. Got like an absolute kid in a candy store now. I'll tell you how many I've got. <laughs> What one, two, three, four, seven forwards to choose from? Blimey! To take to take two, I'm going to take a Brendan Leipzig. If we'd have done extra forwards, he would have been my next pick. Yeah, he's a good, good player. One, just one of these players that he's all, not quite Brandon Peary level, but the same sort of flavour <laughs> of player as, as Brandon Peary. And then my uh, my other goalie, I'll take Freddie Anderson. Yep, makes sense to me. Would have been my starter, but fair enough. I've uh, I've not been smoking the crack. Last pick in the draft. Am I going to take Jimmy VC? No, I'm fucking not. I'm gonna no, take. I'm not. I can't I can't resist this boy because he's too pure for this world. I'm gonna take Jamel Smith. 
Yay! There we go. Well, Pete, that was a good, yeah. What a beautiful boy. <clears throat> that was who I said. I think he always gets a raw deal. I think whenever he's whenever I watched him play, he seems perfectly adequate to me and fine. But right. I, I don't know. This is absolutely. Yeah, he's he's always been one of these players that just plays well, has a good shot share, and then just gets scratched. Like he's never never broken into the NHL properly for basically no reason. Oh my god, no reason. Oh. All right. So a couple of things. A couple of things I'm going to mention. Go on. I say, all right, three, three things, three, just three quick things I'll mention. One, clearly my team's better. Whatever, no big deal. Two, okay. <laughs> <laughs> two. I, I thought you, I really thought you were going to take Kessel Lindell. I, it was probably down. You're, to, I know you're, you're, you're a big fan of Lindell, aren't you? You think he's like, you know, he's a boy. He's, he's a good player. He's a really good player. He was nine on my D-man list, but I just wanted Gustafson. Because I mean, I'm still stunned. Like you chose Gust Gustafsson and Gustafsson over Esselindel. That is stunning to me. <sighs> yeah, but then I've got I've got Morgan Riley, Hampson Home, and, and Jacob Slavin, and Ryan Murray. I guess so. Like you, you can take a risk on two offensively minded players. I cannot believe I cannot believe you didn't take Andre Vasilevsky. I really can't. All right, you know I'm gonna you know I'm gonna say, don't you? Go on. When he does something worthy of me taking him, I'll take him. Ooh. When he can actually, when he can actually make a save when it matters, when it matters. not playing behind an unbelievable decor, I would have considered him. Listen, right? Yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. His stats are ridiculous. All right. He's a very good goalie. It's the classic thing, though. Is that he's a very good goalie? And yeah, there were four. Go- luckily, luckily, there were four goalies who will all have been very good or are currently very good. Luckily, there were four. Because if there'd have been three goalies, it'd have been the, we would have just taken two goalies like first and like, that's it. I've got my goalies, you're fucked. Because your backup would have been whoever. I, I had um, I had Vasilevsky and Hellebuck one and two on my like overall board of players to aim for. Did you really? Yeah. No way. Genuinely. Genuinely. <laughs> I've got, I got the top five players on my board. I'm very happy with that. And here's the thing. I'm just... I'm looking at players as well. And genuinely, I genuinely was like, I know Matt Murray can handle the pressure. I know when it comes down to it, he can handle the pressure. We get to the playoffs. I know I can trust. I know I can trust him. He's done it before. For a goalie, it's different. I don't think it, I really don't think, I mean, joking about Tom Wilson and all that shit. I'm kind of, like, I'm kind of joking around. But you do need those players in your team. Because if you're, it showed last year, all jokes aside, the Bruins and the Blues were two strong big teams. And I think when everyone's playing with speed, a strong big team can then sometimes flip things over a bit. And maybe that's what happened last year. So the Tom Wilson thing was kind of a pick in that sense. But goalies, it's not, it's different. Goalies is purely, a me- it's it's so mental. Yeah, It's such a mental position. You have to know that you can do it. And that was the thing we we talked about the Lightning this year. Okay, yeah, they they seem to have changed their mindset a little bit. But if they lose the first two games, if they're if whoever they're playing in the playoffs, are they just suddenly got are they just suddenly going to capitulate again? Look what happened last year after that. After that was it after the first game that Kucherov fucking drilled whoever it was into the boards when they were kneeling down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just like these have already lost their heads completely. They've already lost this series. They're done. They're cooked. And that was kind of my thing, like. You know, that was like my thing with Vasilevsky. I was just, I couldn't get out of my mind. Is he going to concede a couple of goals early on in the first game and just lose his shit again? And I couldn't get past that. But you've, you've still got to get to the uh, 
still got to get to the cup, haven't you? Oh, and they will. And look, as long as as long as uh, Crosby and Gino are on the Penguins, they'll always have a shot. And if you've always got, if you always get to that, if you always get to the dance, I know I can think. You know what, Matt Murray, he might be okay. And the same, and then and then it was kind of well, if I don't get Matt Murray, it's Vasilevsky, and then it's either Anderson or Hellebuck. Because I think then if you give Anderson a team who can actually back him up properly, so then you're thinking that well, both these goals will just share the load, won't they? And all the stats show, like once Anderson, once Anderson can actually rest and recover properly, he's really good, really good. Yeah, Anderson's really. It, it would have been hard, like if if Hellebuck, Hellebuck wasn't having the season he is having, it would have been hard yeah. between the two for me. Yeah, that's fine. And again, that's that's fine. But it's all that was kind of my like, thinking with goalies. Goal, goalies yeah. are voodoo anyway, so it's all it's all sort of personal preference and whatever. Isn't <laughs> there's it? Also, yeah, there's also that as well. You could have taken Malcolm Subban and he probably wins you the cup for some reason because <laughs> yeah, because why, hockey doesn't he? Why so, not? Fuck it. Yeah, why not? Car mate. I think yeah, it's such a weird draft, isn't it? Very D heavy. It's insane. It was so D heavy. Mike Matheson at twenty three never got mentioned. <laughs> yep. No, nowhere near there. Like Damon Stevenson. Griffin Reinhardt, four. four. De- deliberately, <laughs> never got mentioned. Derek Pouliot, number eight. A couple of others here. I, I seriously Slater Kirkuk, ten. Yeah, like, that's the thing. It was D-heavy and there were still just weird picks. Legitimately, like we said, we could just we could just about put two teams together that we were kind of happy with. With, like, thinking about, oh, if he takes this guy, I can take this guy. And from 211 players, <laughs> that's just abysmal. And especially on the forward side, like I, I genuinely believe there's only three forwards in this draft that you would particularly want on your team if you were making like a pick any player from from the NHL sort of team. There's only three that would have a chance of making it, which is crazy. Oh, Cody Cece at fifth. Cody Cece at fifteen. Fifteen. Cody Cece went before Vasilevsky. Yep. I understand as well. It's all hindsight and it's easy to look back on it now and laugh, isn't it? But This is an exceptionally bad draft, though. Exceptionally. In what other draft are you going to have the top three players, like none of them turn into particular stars, top four players? In this draft, there is literally... There are no, I mean, as good as the players we chose, I would say there are two, not counting goalies. You know, they're all incredibly good and have been incredibly good in their time. Morgan Riley... Philip Forsberg. I mean, who else would you maybe consider a superstar? I'm just going down as, as kind of... I don't know. I think Morgan Riley is only a superstar because he plays in Toronto. Yeah, you could be right. Yeah, if Morgan Riley played somewhere else, he'd be one of those guys that everyone's like, hey, you know, no one's talking about Morgan Riley. Why is that? Look at his numbers. They're really good. Yep. But yeah, because he plays in Toronto, he gets more. If, but... if he's in Nashville, he's Roman Yossi. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and he, and he kind of gets like... He, he gets the um, the love when people start doing deep dives and stuff. I think um, I think Vasilevsky's the only superstar in this draft. You're not taking Forsberg? I'd class Forsberg no, in there. I don't think Forsberg's a superstar. I'm I'm saying purely from a hockey stamp, from purely from a hockey point, like the market doesn't help. Like we said before about certain teams, but... he's he's a very good player, but he's not exactly Mark Stone, is he? <laughs> no, I mean like you know he's not like ooh, <laughs> no, you're right, you're right. unknown gem who's like incredible, like. I'd, Forsberg's good, but I don't think he's that good. Dude, you can't have. Okay, I'm not. I'm generally not. But you can't have Matt Murray, a, a two times a back to back Stanley Cup winning goalie, and not say he's not a superstar in this draft. You can't. No, I absolutely can. Matt Murray is a superstar. Can't. What? You're fucking. Have you fallen off the wagon? Are you. 
Are you drinking again? Is that what this is? Please, people, <laughs> please. Surely I'm not wrong on this one. I can't be. A two-time bagged... And it's not like... Okay, he How won you... both those cups. He wasn't just on the team. He won them. Right, right He's right. the goalie. Su- superstar. What's, who's a superstar? I, I say... Go with thinking NHL, I say superstar. First player that comes to your mind. Okay, I'd say Crosby. Yeah, okay. Crosby, McDavid, Ovechkin. Yeah. All right. Matt, Matt Murray. There's no way... <laughs> Who's the other one out There's no way Vasilevsky... There's no way Vasilevsky belongs in this conversation either, if you're talking about that. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that, but I mean, if I had to pick anyone out... Get it! No, shut up, that's it, I win. Shut (laughs) up, my show, shut up. (laughs) I'm going to edit this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a really choppy thing of me saying uh, Matt Murray's a really good goalie. (laughs) Or just edit that out. You say no, yeah. I chop it in so you say, name a superstar in this league, and I go, Matt Murray, and you go, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Mate, Just you can't down. have the winning goalie of back-to-back Stanley Cups only from a few... Um, it wasn't like it was 2007. Yeah, yeah, that's even that's even worse. I'm talking about superstars from this draft, not in the league, just from this draft. And if you're saying that Matt Murray's less of a goalie than Vasilevsky, you are off your fucking rocker. Who, which which player out of Matt Murray and Andre Vasilevsky lost their starting job to Tristan Jarry this season? Which one of them did it? Do we not just spend ages saying that goalies are voodoo and that just crazy shit happens? <laughs> I love like, I love this about our arguments because there's there's at least four or five different like flip flop moments of like problem and like no I'm absolutely right well you know who knows anyway who knows anything about anything all of this is fucking shit mate I get it right I get it like he's lost his job to Tristan Jarry this season I understand okay but if you're just talking this draft and you're saying that a two time back to back you're saying a back to back Stanley Cup winning goalie isn't a superstar from Mate, this draft you're insane do, do you know what the other thing is you keep saying like oh he won it he's a two time Stanley Cup champion they couldn't have done it without Matt Murray in one right. of those in one of those championship seasons the fucking Canadian media were trying to give give the consmite to two fucking players because <laughs> he couldn't because he didn't even keep his his starting job in the playoffs. It doesn't matter. He did it when it mattered. He did it when it mattered. <laughs> yeah. He was fucking in the net when it mattered. Like that's all it was. That's all it fucking was. You're saying you're saying that a goalie that capitulated on the best team in the league last year. When it mattered the most, the most, when it actually matters, is a superstar. Yeah. Who um dude? Who who was who was the goalie for Brazil in nineteen seventy? I don't know. Doesn't fucking matter, does it? <laughs> Pele is what matters. Crosby is what matters. I agree Crosby matters. We're not talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins, we're talking about this draft. And I'm saying superstars in this draft. Yeah, Jimmy. Isn't he? The, isn't he the most? Isn't he? Don't. Who's, isn't he the most <laughs> successful player? Isn't he the most successful player from this draft? Completely. Well, isn't he? He's, he's got the most Stanley Cups, but has Vasilevsky won a won a Vesna yet? Probably. He must. Yeah, he won it last year. He won it last year. There you go. Ask him. Ask him. Ask Andrei Vasilevsky what he'd rather have. Ask him what he'd rather have. At this point, right now, would you rather have your career or Matt Murray's career? 
You know he's picking. He's fucking picking Matt Murray's career. Of yes, course he is. Yeah, Who wouldn't? Because Matt Murray's had it fucking easy, you know, and some fucking mugs in Cheshire are saying he's the best goalie that's ever played the game. <laughs> Matt Murray's had it easy. Matt Murray's had it easy. Yeah, Matt Murray. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't forget that defensive fucking duo fucking Ron Haynes and Derek Pouliot fucking defensive <laughs> in front gym. of him. Wow. Defensive Jim. <laughs> so great. Defensive Jim. That's what they call fucking me. Fucking hell. Mate, you're a fucking... You're off your rocker. What do you need from your goalie sometimes in the cup? What do you need? You need him to stand on his head sometimes. You need him to make a save. Vasilevsky couldn't even do that in one game last year. Not even one game. Not even, you know what? Not even a period. First period, first game. That was it. Because he fucking sat there in his hammock, in his in his goal, doing nothing. After that, no. He fucking shit his bricks. Is it not? Am I saying he's not a great goalie? Of course not. He's a fucking amazing goalie. And he's nicknamed the big cat. What's not to love? I love cats. Vasilevsky is an amazing goalie. But if you're saying that Matt Murray is not a superstar from this draft, you're out of your mind. That's like, it's not it's not analytics gone crazy, but that's just, what are we even doing? If we're, <laughs> if we're saying that a guy who won back-to-back Stanley Cups isn't a superstar from this draft, oh. like, <laughs> insanity. That's insanity. All right. What's the point? <laughs> Hold on. You remember that. Remember that. It's coming. It's, um, I'm laying the smack down. Hang on. Oh, it's coming. Come on. I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Hold on. Just got to wait for my beautiful little internet to, to catch up. Oh, um, what, what was the quote? So you're saying a player who won back-to-back Stanley Cups isn't a superstar. I know what you're going to do, all right? <laughs> Matt Cullen, NHL superstar. <laughs> Nick Benino, I know what you're going to do. NHL superstar. <laughs> <laughs> Holly Matter, NHL superstar. Uh, d- d- any, any more? Any more? Any more for any more? I've already said goalies are different. Goalies are different. You haven't got a teammate backing you up if you shit the bed. You've got you haven't got somebody behind you to pick up the puck if you misplace a pass or don't control any stick prop if you don't control the puck properly. When you're the goalie, that's it. It's just you. There's no one else. Players are different. Players and goalies are different. It's a different system. It's Everything's different. You know what this is, don't you? This is your anti-goalie bias coming out again. That's what this is. <laughs> this is it. Fuck the goalies. No one cares. <laughs> I'm going to get the goalie union. I'm going to get the fucking goalie union on you. Then you'll be in trouble. Bring it on. What are they going to do? Nothing. Not a damn thing. Ah, oh, God damn it. <sighs> what a beautiful, beautiful way to, to do this. <laughs> that was fantastic. i got to say, good. I fucking love it when we do these. I love it when we do these. There's nothing that I love more than having a go at you. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe this absolutely I'm I'm looking at this this draft sheet right now it's fucking mental <laughs> why is it mental it's just mental it's just mental like I said you could have taken you could have taken all the players that were kind of possible choices from this draft you could have thrown them up in the air and just handed out half to me and half to you and it still would have been yeah that seems pretty good that's alright that'll do yeah. <laughs> and, and it, that's how bad this draft is yeah, you're having a go at me for not taking Esselin down. You took fucking Holly Matter over Esselin down. What do we... Well, for that, you just don't listen, do you? Wait, be what a... do we say? I need guys who are good in the room. Well, listen, <laughs> you're not paying attention. It's my whole shtick. This was great. It was. <laughs> Should we wrap this up before I... we uh, before we just shout at each other until two in the morning? Yeah, fair point. 
There we go. Thank you, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that little trip down memory lane that involved us arguing <laughs> as usual. But, you know, we said we'd bring you some hockey content and God damn it, there you go. Is, does it count as a trip down memory lane when you're just remembering decidingly average, decidedly average NHL <laughs> players that are still playing? Yeah, well, we, we are walking down memory lane and going, oh, oh, I don't oh. remember it being this bad. Well, oh, God. Oh, of <laughs> yeah. course. Memory lane's been hit by a tornado. <laughs> hit by the blitz. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God damn it. All right, let's get out of here then. Thank you for listening, buddy. Oh, Will, any last words? I, I, don't, I don't say any last words. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we'll just start again. We'll talk to you later, folks. Take care. Peace.